to another episode of the Reckless Comedy Podcast. This is episode 30. We have made it to episode 30. I am Kim Nash. I am your main host tonight. I'm also joined by the one and only. I'm Ashley, guys. I'm back and here to laugh in your ears. <laughs> you didn't do Ashley Ha Ha North this week. Oh, no, no, not Ha Ha North. Because you know what? Now I start sounding like the lady at the nail salon that was telling my dog, she's so pretty and pretty. She's so, pretty. you know, ha. So, Ashley, ha ha doesn't sound so funny anymore. No, it's now Ashley, I'm so pretty North. <laughs> <laughs> well, now every time my dog like lays on its back, Frank calls it a hoe. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but before we go any further into the uh, podcast, we do actually have a shout out to give. Really? Um, shout out. Yep, yeah, I know. We, it's not often we do this. Um, is we give shout outs all the time, but this. This shout out that I have to give out to actually goes to one of our uh, previous guests slash sort of co-hosts on the podcast, Andrew Burdett. Yeah, Andrew just had a baby, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, I just saw that on um, Instagram. You always find So it. congratulations, Andrew. Yeah, congratulations from all of us at the Reckless team. Uh, and we look forward to... Um, Talking to you, hopefully, in the new year when um, <clears throat> something happens. <clears throat> well, maybe when the baby, like, screams, he'll call and say, hey, Reckless Comedy, you want to hear this? <laughs> it will be. It'll be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. here, here's the baby diaper. Can you see it? Can you smell it? <laughs> I don't wish to fucking know. <laughs> oh Jesus! But yeah, that's our shout out. Shout out to Andrew and his wife. Uh, congratulations to both of you. Um, you might as well say goodbye to sleep. You might as well. Say uh, yep. Uh, yep. For um, like two years, right? Or like six that. months, or something like that. Yeah. But to be honest, let's be man. Honest. Let's be honest here. We this podcast is a good cure for insomnia. Let's be honest. Yes, it is. And you can laugh your face off. Or if you're not, you listen to me laugh my face off. I'm so pretty! <laughs> I'm so pretty! <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the shout out over it. Now we can get on to the main thing. Uh, what's the main thing we normally talk about? Let's chat shit about uh, theaters reopening again. Because that was How was your theater experience, by the Finally, way? Finally, we're getting to the main subject. Excelente. She's a pretty. No, she's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> but, uh, okay. She's so, so witty and witty and gay. <laughs> I swear I've heard that from somewhere and not from you. Yeah, I've. Uh, I think uh, I think it's the sound of this music, isn't it? I'm so pretty and witty and gay. I don't know. I think it was. Might have been that. Not too sure. But, um, yeah. You know, but like when they were saying that gay meant happy, now gay means like gay. Yeah, just imagine NBC's remake of that. I'm so transgender, transsexual. <laughs> 
or I'm so bisexual. Or they're gender fluid. I'm so gender fluid. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, and like, gender fluid. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, but yes. Okay, so recent theater adventures. My fucking god, I. I, right, okay, this is going to be interesting to talk about for the next 10, 15 minutes. So, okay. I think, really, let's start from the beginning of the adventure. So, booking process was fucking easy. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, before, you had to, when you booked your tickets, you could choose your own seats. Yeah. Whereas now, when you book your ticket, it, it automatically books you, like, allots you a seat. Instead yeah. of you having to choose your own seat, because uh, what they've done now is they've now taken every second row out. So that means now they're they've taken out. every other seat out. Yeah, yeah I see so, that. What you have in front of you. Yep. Okay. Um, so when you arrive uh, at the theater, you're now actually queuing. Uh, along the street outside instead of queuing inside so obviously you're told obviously as everywhere else as you should know stand on your own marker two meters apart um, you know and you're, you're waiting outside there's my only complaint with it is that outside there's there's really small little tent that you can stand in but it's literally not even two meters long Oh, really? Yeah, so if it's pissing it down, one group is going to be under shelter, and the rest are going to be stood mm -hmm. in the rain getting wet. So... Oh, that sucks. And, you know, it's cold there, and rainy. What's up with that? I don't fucking know. Ask, the, ask God. <laughs> well, you know, ask the people that know that they live in the UK and it rains sometimes. Like... <laughs> Who no, thought of this idea? I'm, I didn't create it. but um, No, you didn't. But, um, the, yeah. yeah, so you wait outside, and then they let you in. Instead of you being allowed to go into the building and hang around at the bar, they now let you in half an hour before the show starts. So they open the door. Uh, they, all tickets now, before, the tickets didn't have barcodes. Now mm -hmm. the tickets have barcodes, so now... You, you're, you're getting your ticket scanned at pretty mm -hmm. much every opportunity. So yeah, so yeah you go in uh, and you literally turn the corner and you get your temperature check. Um, and then after temperature check, you immediately sanitize. And then the actual theater staff, they uh, direct you to your seat. Mm hmm so there's no sort of, you know, hanging about in the um, sort of front of house area. There's yeah. No sort of hanging about now. It's literally come in, temperature check, straight in. Well, I can see that. So they're trying to keep the germs down. Because, I mean, a lot of places why they've closed is because they're saying there was a, uh, there's a, I think it was not, Korea has a thing that they, actually it's all incubating inside. So as long as they keep you apart, uh, as much as possible that they can try to do indoor things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then when you go into the uh, auditorium, it's a one-way system in there now. So mm -hmm. before, 
they weren't using the fire exits as a public exit except for fire. Now, yeah. at the start of the show, you go in the normal doors on the left going into the auditorium and if you're downstairs, you now exit through uh, the fire exit, mm -hmm. which uh, for us on screen is just to the corner here, just mm -hmm. to the corner. So you can sort of see, so you'll come down the side here and, yeah. and then you'll sort of go that way. Yeah. But if you're I high, see, because you, you see the green exit sign. Yeah. Duh. What do you think it's fucking there for? Well, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, that could be exit. I mean, it could be exit and then it has the big red bar on it like they do in the United States. I don't know how they do it in UK, but they have big red doors because this is only used for emergencies, you big douches. They don't have the big douches part of it, but you know. You <laughs> just so, no, I'll believe me. Yeah, I mean, no, because people still use them anyway. It's just, well, you know, Americans sometimes can be kind of dumb like that. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. Uh, That's all right. Either way, uh, while I'm talking through like the experience, feel free to ask me any questions about it because. It's no, I, 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 I am. I'm just, I'm listening Woo! to it because. <laughs> Yay. I am. I'm listening to you. Yay! Anyone who anyone who's listening to this, I'm thinking I'm being a dick to Ashley. This is how we get along. No, no, no. This, we, we we we're like family. This is what family does. We just bicker. You call this bickering? This is low level bickering. No, no. I mean, it really is. It's just it's just ba I guess bantering, not bickering. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, where was I? Oh yeah, so now, as I said in the last episode, drinks-wise, you pre-order your drinks when you book your tickets. And when we went in, uh, well, when I went in, I was sat on screen. I was sat exactly here. So, mm -hmm. I, so as soon as I sat down, my drink was there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was nice to, you know, sit down, take you straight to your seat, and your drink is there. Yeah. Which I think is a really good system. And I I personally prefer this system even maybe years after COVID has gone away. I would love to see that system stay. Yeah, because I mean it, it seems pretty it seems pretty simple. Yeah, and it saves, you know, standing in like the front of house area trying to pick a conversation with someone. Hey, you, will you get me a drink? Oh, wait, I got to get this guy over here. I'll come back to you 20 minutes later. Yo, dude, aren't you ever going to get my drink? Oh, no, we'll let you get drunk later. For me, though, for me, in the front of house area, normally, it's just me stood there, and then when someone comes along, it's always the same conversation. You looking forward to the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, have you heard about this actor? Oh, my God, he's brilliant. He was in blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, I've got to go. Bye. Oh, my God. That's great. That literally is me. I would try and pick a conversation with anyone. See, you know, in, in New York, it's kind of opposite. Like, people start talking to you, and you can always tell they're a tourist. So, like, you're in a theater, and, like, the tourist is talking. It's like, what the fuck? Didn't you see the reviews? <laughs> <laughs> You know, why the fuck are you bothering me, you dumb fuck? Like, go read the news and shut the fuck up. That's, that's New Yorkers, man. They just, they're like, and, and, you know, when I first moved here, I'm just like, well, damn, Gina, you know, cut the attitude. 
Excellent. Um, yeah. Where were we next? All right, yeah. So once you all sat down, uh, the show, when we went, well, when I went, I keep referring as we, it's because podcast, I went on behalf of the I'm podcast. taking the journey with you without being you're, there. You're, but you're taking the journey, but you don't know what the fuck's happening. I, I mean, I, I like the way the theater looks, though. Yeah. I mean, Were people but, able to sit in the balcony, too? Yeah, yeah, but um, it was a lot more spaced out. So in the, what we call the stalls, which would be the balcony upstairs, is normally the very front row by the balcony would normally mm -hmm. be used. But now that first row is being used as a sort of exit path. I can see that, and that's also keeping the actors from, like, to be safe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, when, when I went, or when we went, I'm going to have to keep calling it we, otherwise I'm going to keep correcting myself. So, when we went, uh, mm -hmm. we were the first ever paying audience since the 15th of Ju uh, March. Oh, wow. So we were the first people to officially pay to see the show. And um, the, the theatre's manager, before the show mm -hmm. started, so it came to seven o'clock and the theatre manager came out and stood down the front. And as soon as he stopped, you know, he walked down to the front of the stage, stopped. As soon as he stopped, everyone in that whole theatre just clapped. Oh, wow. And it was, and we had only been in that building half an hour and you could already feel like a really, it was a bittersweet sort of atmosphere. You know, as soon as everyone started, yeah. happening, it's like, it's like, wow, we've been waiting a fucking long time for this. And it's, I didn't expect people to start clapping even before the show started. Well, I mean, it's just like getting out. I mean, that's the one thing here. I mean, we always like New York, there's a lot of live theater and live music. And, you know, it's just hard. And, you know, the actors too, like these theater actors here, they're out of work. I mean, it's just hard. And, you know, like you're going back and it's nice to have this semi-normal feeling of not being scared for your life and people trying to keep it safe so you can actually do something to enjoy yourself. I mean, I mean, do you guys have curfews there? No, luckily. No, we have curfews. We have a 10 o'clock curfew in New York. Over here, it was bars originally had to shut at 10 o'clock, but now they can shut at 11, but they have to stop serving food at 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah. So we're given like two hours to eat and drink, and also now you can't have like a pint or you can't drink alcohol in a pub without a meal. Yeah, that's, that's the same thing here too. So um, there's some things though, I think that, that the, they just kind of slide because like people kind of slide it or there's this one bar that we go to. It's here in Queens, it's called Jack's and Jack's will say, just buy the shitty fries. The shitty fries are like a dollar. <laughs> Just take the shitty fries so you've bought your food and you can keep drinking. Wow. Um, so you've bought food. I mean, it's not like you didn't buy the food. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, when you're doing the theater setting there, I mean, I know that they don't have it here, but like, I mean, 
does that pertain to the theater too or no or do you just have your drink there and you just have one drink and or or what if you want more than one and you i mean do you prefer ice or no ice because i know that has to be asked there here it's not for me um, uh, mm -hmm. Me, when I ever, whenever I have a drink, even if I'm in a bar, not even just like in a theatre setting, but anywhere, I prefer my drinks without mm -hmm. ice. I'm just that sort of person. Yeah. Because when I have ice in my drink, I notice it takes me a shit ton longer to drink it than it would oh, without so ice. Oh, okay. And With then, me, it's just the opposite. You know, I like ice because I just like things cold. And that's where the difference is split. Yes, I like I like things cold. I could have made a cold-hearted comment then, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, I I would rather you not, as the dog is snoring. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, <sighs> you fuckers are real interesting over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just trying to think while the social distancing measures were in there before the show died. Uh, you now have to wear masks throughout the whole building, apart from when you're drinking. Yeah. So, literally, once you finish your drink, you have to keep the mask on at all times. They need to make a mask that you can put a straw through somehow. Yeah, I agree with that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, or if it has like a little flap that opens and closes. Yeah. So, what happened? So, after, right at the start of the show, after the theatre manager said a few words, all the house lights would go down, and even before the overture would happen, mm -hmm. there's, now, there's now like a voiceover announcement with all the social distancing measures being announced. Mm -hmm. So, that's something which I think is going to be staying for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the overture starts. Now, normally, and I will get a different picture up in a sec. But normally, with uh, this sort of show, there, I think I said this in the last episode, there will be a hell of a lot more lighting around mm -hmm. like, just the stage itself. Um, instead of there being like maybe maybe five or six sort of like... It looks like there's six. Yeah, there's six up in the... Uh, what's it called? Pacemian Arch. Mm -hmm. Um... Instead of normally, there'd be uh, lights up in the arch, lights up in the circle, mm -hmm. and then there would be some lights down in the uh, in the stalls downstairs. Yeah. Whereas now there is only like just those six that are up in the up in the arch. Which, well, they're probably, it's probably also like if they're social distancing and they're doing some of it from the balcony, because I know a lot of places, I don't know there, but I know, I mean, I, I did some work in the UK. I mean, I know that they did it similar to us, but like, you know, they probably had to take it out for social distancing because the, you know, the stage managers and things like that really have to be careful as well. I think, I think from what I've heard, I've heard it's because the contractors who would normally bring like the additional lighting in, because the additional lighting isn't the theatres, it they hire it out. And mm -hmm. the the contractors for the lighting apparently couldn't get a couldn't do as much as they normally would. 
this year. Mm -hmm. So the six lights up in the arch, they're literally all that the contractors could get in whilst doing social distancing. Oh, okay. So that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, it would, it sounds pretty legit that the contractors probably wouldn't be able to get in. I mean, I'll, I'll vibe with it. Yeah, I think. I until think I find out otherwise. Unless, the, unless they're just union striking. Oh, it's just because the budget's gone. That, that too. It's, pro it's probably number two, not number one, the stupid thing I just said. Um, right, okay, so the picture that's going to be coming up on your screen now is a picture from last year's show in comparison to how big lighting-wise and set-wise it was last year compared to this year. That's really cool looking, though. The costuming's amazing. Is that one, like... Yeah, it's supposed to be London. It's supposed to be... Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I understand that it's supposed to be London, but is that like a dude in a dress? Or is that just a really ugly woman? Wait, which side? <laughs> left or right? Um, I, I'm thinking it's to the left there. It's like a red dress. The woman's a little bit bigger, but she kind of looks like a drag queen. Oh, okay, right. Let me explain. This is what we call a dame. Okay, we call a dame a lot of different things in America, but that looks like a drag queen. It's pretty much what a dame is. A dame is sort of like the Christmas drag queen sort of thing. Oh, okay. And, um, but yeah, just as you can see, um, just the, the way the production side of things looks last year compared to, uh, compared to this year, you can tell, like, if you just look up in the ceiling, you know, there's a hell of a lot more lighting and more set. Yeah. Compared to the uh, COVID um, set. And I will be getting some production pictures up from this show in a, in a few moments. But um, okay. yeah, so cast-wise, the cast is very small this year. The cast, normally, the cast is like maybe 20 or 30 people. This year, it's four people. Really? Yeah, a cast of four. I was going to ask you how many people there were. Yeah, the cast is four. Two of them, two of them are musicians. Really? Yeah, so are two they of playing them, in the orchestra? There's barely an orchestra this year. Normally, in normal uh, beforehand, there would normally be like there'd be a really small sort of band pit right to the corner and it would feature a drummer and a keyboard. That was literally mm -hmm. the band and there would, might be a couple of, um, of the actors on stage who would be playing uh, in previous years. We've had electric guitar, violins, you know, and it's always very sort of limited like on the band. But this year, there's no, it's a mix of live music as well as sort of pre-recorded music as well. Oh, okay. So there was a mixture of like a, a track and, and live. Yeah, so on the live music side of things, um, there were two keyboards. So one would be visible on stage and one would be on stage right, backstage. Okay. Um, the, the One of the actors 
who is also the musician, is actually the show's musical director. So he's acting and playing two different keyboards. I mean, did it did it turn out okay? I mean, or was it just was it a good experience, or did it feel like it lacked something? It, I found it. I didn't find it at all weird. Although, yes, it was okay. Yes, this is a show in COVID times, but it didn't. It didn't feel like like anything different. It just felt like a normal show. Like it didn't. Oh, okay. It just. Despite it being in a, literally in the middle of a pandemic, it was still, you know, it just felt like a normal performance, like it was before. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next picture should be of during the show, just to give you an oh, idea. Oh wow, it still looks well lit though. Yeah, I think this time around they were using a lot more the theatre's own lighting instead of like external light yeah um, obviously surprisingly they've still got a pretty decent set i'll give them that yeah you know you've got the uh I'm trying to think what it's called gauze at the back you've got the gauze at the back and then mm -hmm. you've got sort of like built-up walls going through um as you can sort of see uh just over into the corner here that's one of the keyboards that is used That's cool looking. It's pink. Yeah, it's sort of pinky white. And fun fact that I actually found out is um, the keyboard, you'd think that is an actual like, sort of upright piano that's been put on stage. It's mm -hmm. not. Surprisingly, they built like the out frame of like an upright piano. It, it looks like, as you say that, it looks like it's an out frame with like an electronic keyboard. Yeah, all they've done is it's an like sort of a model of an upright piano and instead of where the keys would actually be mm -hmm. they've just put like an actual sort of like as you say like a normal electric keyboard on there yeah and i think it's all plugged in into the back of that so i think it's actually sort of like a power pack like sort of like a power station in one um but the show the way it was being run um there was no intermission halfway through. It was 75 minutes all the way through. Oh, wow. But what well, no, happen? you can see why they didn't have intermission because people go out and they talk and they bullshit. Yeah, so um, where the intermission would normally be, the house lights mm -hmm. came up like normal, but the bar, mm -hmm. staff, like, the bar staff would come in and, you know, serve drinks again. And the actual... Okay. The actors, they would sort of, they would reference that this is where the interval or the intermission would normally be. Mm -hmm. They sort of do like a little, they do like improv for like five, ten minutes. Oh, okay. So everything's like the show just keeps going. It doesn't stop at all. Wow. So like the first half of the show, the story is, is all, all these characters are, as I mentioned earlier, dames. The show is called Four Dames in Search of a Panto. So this show, the first half of the show sort of revolves around sort of the history of like pantomime and all that. So yeah. like all the traditions. And then the second half 
is sort of it's sort of like the audience uh sort of get to help with the story oh so it's like audience interactive yeah it's sort of it's sort of like an improvised pantomime okay so for example obviously with it being in the uk you know we have uh there was a villain in in the show and uh, mm -hmm. the audience you know they get to shout you know they get to uh name characters so for the villain which i found absolutely funny is that they named the villain boris johnson oh my god that's funny yeah and this is the thing po pre pre or post covid time so so it is so is it like boris johnson and drag well first off sort of and then second half it's sort of sort of like traditional panto but they've thrown covid references in okay um, so they I, rewrote the script to to like the times yeah well the script that they were using was originally written back in 2004 for a traveling theater company and oh okay done for this one 15 years later is they've taken that same script and completely reworked it to fit in with COVID. Okay. And um, one of the things which I found absolutely uh, interesting during the show is that in the second half, there is, I think it's either in the first half or the second half, there's a, there's a song segment where they do a rendition of 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, really? But instead, a lot of the lyrics are obviously been reworked for uh, COVID times. So some of the lines are like um, a full set of PPE. <laughs> uh, what else? Rubber gloves, face masks. I know there was like a there. By the way, there was something online that was something to that. Like it was like uh, you know, like it was like the rich girl's uh, best friend Christmas gift this year. And it was like PPE and, you know, like fancy, um, fancy, like sanitizer, you know, like a Chanel mask. It, it was just like that. It was really funny. Yeah, there was a lot of sort of like, um, there, there was definitely plenty of sort of COVID references throughout the show. Yeah. Um, they worked out well. There was this joke uh, during the show um, where the villain who ended up being named Boris Johnson, uh, mm -hmm. he said the line of, you're all going to have to follow something that you're not going to like. And someone in the audience actually shouted, lockdown. <laughs> and it's like, funny. it would only be in a COVID show, would you see that? Hey man, I never thought, you know, like, back in the 20s when this happened like the word quarantine was like in everybody's head you know so like all of a sudden like all these germaphobes came out of like the the original like spanish flu so i wonder if like that's going to happen again like they'll end up being like howard hughes like locking himself in a theater and shit just saying that that was a random thought out of my head <laughs> yeah um there was there was this one joke uh which an actor mm -hmm who I know quite well, um, Ed Thorpe, he's absolutely brilliant. He's been performing at this theatre for the last few years. Um, mm -hmm. And there was this one joke between 
Right, so this guy here that's being highlighted now is Ed. He's a very small person, he's smaller than me. And I'm five foot seven. So I'm, I'm two inches taller than you. Yeah, so you're two, two inches taller than me. Ed is five foot four. No. Yeah. Does he dress up like a leprechaun during St. Patrick's Day and they pass him around in a, an Irish pub? <laughs> I I gotta know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'll ask him next time I see him. <laughs> um, tell him that I want to know these things because we have midgets here that we pass around as leprechauns. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> no, this is a real shit. So, like during St. Patrick's Day, the midgets get work, and they go and the and the bouncers take them around from table to table, and they dance on tables like a little lucky charms motherfucker <laughs> well um what was the joke i was thinking all right so the, the joke that um ed did was there was this one scene where uh it's after a song that him and another female actress does called social distance love no way they actually do a song called social distance love uh, so so how are they doing this on stage are they like how are they socially distancing? I mean, I kind of see it here, but like, but what if you like that person? You want to kiss him? Are you like blowing kisses to him and shit? Um, the way they did it was, which I found quite funny, was hidden in the wings were these two like broom handles with gloves on them. So whenever they wanted mm -hmm. to hold hands, they sort of cross over the gloves. Oh, that's funny. And it works really well. Um, but the, the joke which Ed did, there's this one scene where, um, after doing social distance love, where Ed says, um, when I, once I'm married to you, can I get in your pocket? And wait, just wait, just wait. And, she, and the woman goes, oh, which one? And he points at the top of her boob. Mm -hmm. And she goes, what, this one next, she goes, uh, what, this one next to my heart? And he goes, wait, what? <laughs> and the whole audience, yeah, you were thinking, okay, that's quite funny. The whole audience was like, oh my god. Like, the audience was cracking up. Like, this is, like, there was so many, it felt like there was a lot more sort of adult sort of jokes in there, but obviously, yeah. with pantomime, it just goes over kids' heads. But for people like me, I was like, yeah, you just want to get on their tits, mate. Come on. <laughs> like, come on. You just want to do a little leprechaun dance on her tits. <laughs> if he, well, does he need a step stool? Funny thing is, when he did the, did the show at the theatre last year, there was this scene where he had to kiss a woman. And what they did is they brought a little step ladder out to do it. No. They actually oh my did. God. And literally, he's there. He's going to kiss her. But you see, he's small enough. He goes off stage, comes back with a step ladder, and then kisses her. That's some funny stuff. It's like, like you wouldn't. I mean, it. I bet actress really must have wanted to do some theater because, like, imagine like the dude like having to step up to give you a smackaroo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So after the show, uh, a 
originally, this is where one of my issues with it happened, was originally we were told, we were told when we went in, that at the end of the show, stay in your seat and you'll be taken out row by row. Mm -hmm. What does everybody do at the end of the show? Every fucker gets up and leaves. Well, that's a natural reaction. Yeah, and the staff just let it happen, and it's like, um... They're, uh, they're like, you know what? They're like, fuck it, I've done enough. <laughs> it's like, look, we've given you your theatre, now fuck off. Exactly. Right. So is it a weekly thing they do, or is it just something they did for just to see as an experiment? Uh, no, this show is on until the 3rd of January. So it's on for a few weeks. I'm going to be going quite a few times because um, I've missed the theatre for nearly a year now. So I'm going to be yeah. trying to make up for it. Like, this is the thing. I don't mind hearing the same jokes over and over again. I'm just happy to be back in a the theatre. And the funny thing is, I went into the show feeling really bittersweet. And then at the end of the show, I was about... I was so close to nearly bursting into tears. Uh, you know, it, it just must be nice to be out. Yeah, it, it finally sort of went, okay, I've now been stuck in my house talking to some random American woman for eight months. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, by the way, so we're looking at this picture. And so as we're looking at this picture, we've got, this is what Kim has up on his computer right now, just so you know. <laughs> he's got Facebook. He's got Cinema Parade. You got some YouTube. That's normal. One of the YouTubes has Scooby Doo. I, I was, come on. I was bored. <laughs> he's got some Twitter. Hey, man, I was watching some Flintstones the other day, so I'm not kidding. They're fucking nuts. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> right. right. This is what I'm saying to the audience. Audience, right. which is better, Scooby Doo or the Flintstones? <laughs> uh, dude. You know what? It just depends on what episode of Scooby-Doo it is. I can't actually remember what episode I'm watching. <laughs> it's... I don't know. Anyway, uh, where were we? What? So yeah, that was fun, going to the theatre. Um, that's enough on that. We spent half the episode talking about that. <laughs> Well, while we've been talking, the dog had a nightmare. Oh shit! She, no, you know what? She's she's a she's a shelter dog. So someone abused her, to be honest with you. So like, I have to pick her up when she has the nightmares, and then she goes back to sleep. It's like having a baby. How's it feel, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this 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 dog though, I won't have to teach it to walk or talk or send it to college, like. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I mean, you know what? And right now, she—you know—I dress her up in sweatshirts, and she just puts up with it. That's 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 about the. You know, the funny thing is, is when Frank starts yelling at her in Spanish, she looks at him like he's out of his mind. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> uh, okay, so what else did I need to talk about apart from the theater? Oh yes, okay. Um, I'm glad you had a good experience, by the way. Yeah, it, it was good to go back, and hopefully, after the Christmas period, hopefully theaters will be able to stay open again. Yeah. Uh, Una's listening to you. I think she knows your voice now. You think? 
Yeah, she's just sitting there going, because she kept looking at, the, this dog gets fascinated with TV and colorful pictures. Okay. Uh, what was our next one to talk about? Okay. Um, really, I should be talking about this with Andrew, because he probably knows more about me about this than anything, and he probably got there. But anyway, we'll try it anyway. Um, recently, a one of the biggest social media boxing fights have just been announced. By the way, my father fought Muhammad Ali, so I know a lot about boxing. Okay, that's a good thing. So you want Okay. To... Okay. You I want... know a lot about sports, okay? Okay. Um, want... But no, I mean, yeah, I've seen the flu Mayweather. There was a... I didn't watch the fight. Usually I watch the fight. Um, you know... Um, I like to just watch people beat each other up. So, I mean, that's kind of, it's just a great thing. Like, I was, ra I was raised around it my whole life. Wow. Not wow. watching people beat each other up, but, like, the whole boxing. Wait. Yeah. yeah. As you can imagine. The Logan Paul, yeah. Yeah, Mayweather versus Logan Paul. This, I, I'm going to say this now. This is going to be, I think this is going to be one of the biggest social media fights in history, I think. Nah, I it will be. It's gonna be fucking. I don't huge. think Mayweather's ever lost though, has he? Well, he's currently undefeated, twelve-time five-division boxing superstar. Yeah. So I mean, I, I want to see. I want to see this Logan Paul. See what his ass can do. This is the thing. It's it's funny to try and make sort of predictions this early. You know, for me. Well. For me, I, I've always said this, and I think a lot of people agree with me on social media, is that if Logan Paul wins this fight, he will be... Put, it's going to be fucking huge. It'll put him at rich. another level. Yeah. He, it will push his career even further. As, as um, probably Andrew and that lot will know, Logan Paul, two years ago, well, well three years ago, this January, did... The most undescribable thing. Okay, let me see what Logan Paul did. Now I'm not. I, I know about him because of this fight. But, I mean, well, I know that he has blogs. Well, he used to. He hasn't uploaded on it for like a month. Yeah. But as uh, well, you get uh, find out what Logan did in 2018. Uh, mm -hmm. This is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. I think we're definitely going to cover this. I'm definitely tempted to buy the fight and uh, maybe do like a live episode about it. Um, I, I'm, da I'm down for doing it with you. Yeah, let me work out what the time's on when it's on. So 20th of February. It's going to be on at... It's on at 9 p.m. EST, which I worked out is about 3 in the morning. So, I mean, you, um, you may be just coming in from the bar, man. I'm not that <laughs> much of an alcoholic. No, I used to be, man. <laughs> I'd be coming in at 4 o'clock in the morning and have to go to work at 6. Like, wow. Um, but yeah, it starts at 9 p.m. EST. And we'll run until midnight. 
Uh, I did search earlier what time. It uh, you know, I kind of want this Logan Paul to get his ass kicked. Yeah. He just looks like somebody I've his ass kicked. Hmm. Um, okay, so it starts UK time. It starts at two o'clock in the morning. Okay. And then it finishes or should finish at about 11.59 EST, which means it will be on from two o'clock in the morning until five o'clock in the morning in the UK. Yeah. So it will be a case of I will be drinking energy drinks all night. Oh, lovely. So if, if anybody in the UK sees Kim's eyeballs popping out of his fucking head, you know that he just watched the flute. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul like freaking fight that's why he did it I think the one thing with this with when they announced this was I'm not a huge fan of their current pricing system on it so at the moment mm -hmm. up until the first 1 million pay-per-views have been sold so up until they sell 1 million they're mm -hmm. charging it at pretty much $25 yeah, that's what I saw. And then after one million, it's going up by fifteen dollars to pretty much forty. It, that you know, and that sucks too. And let me tell you why that sucks. It's like you know what? You already got a million people spending this much money. Why don't you just give everybody a break? You know, we're all broke and unemployed because of fucking pandemic and Donald Trump's douchey, you know, pasty faced, you know, self tanner wannabe ass. You know, can't you give us a break? <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out there. Yeah, the thing is, it, it gets worse, as you can see. From the yeah, I know. Ninth, it then goes up by $20 up to $60. That's Which. when you go to your, like, local pub and you and you watch it. Because then, you know, you know, the pubs even here in, in New York will charge, like, $15 to get into them. But with social distancing, you don't even know if you can do that. Yeah, and then the week before the fight, it then goes up to pretty much $70. You know, I, you know what? People at Pay-Per-View, we just want to let you know you suck. Unless you put our show on as Pay-Per-View, and then we will reconsider that you suck. This is the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Pay-per-view can be all right, but not when it's like this fight. Yes, it's going to be a huge fight. There's no denying it's going to be the biggest fight of, I think, the last few years. Yeah. For YouTube, but also for the boxing world. Yeah. But I always say this, charging, like just looking at the price list, like charging $70 for a fight that's, that could maybe last a couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, what it's if Mayweather just, yeah, what if he just knocks him out? Or what if he knocks Mayweather out? I mean, we're just saying, I'm not, I can't predict them. Mayweather may have a bad day and got drunk the night before. You don't know. But this is the thing, like, if, if we look at the stats for, like, Logan, he, this will be his uh, second professional fight, but his third boxing fight he's had. The last two fights he's yeah. done was against another YouTuber. I mean, it's going to be hard for him to because Mayweather stays in hell of shape. Yeah, but this is this is sort of my prediction with it is that mm -hmm. I personally 
I mm-hmm. right. They've said it's going to be six rounds. Okay, so six rounds. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is, I reckon Logan's going to have the first four rounds, and then Mayweather will have the last two. Yeah, well, he'll let him wear himself out. Yeah, you know, but this is the thing. If Mayweather, say Logan's going to try and get tire him out by the fourth round, mm-hmm. if Mayweather tires Logan out by round two, then Logan's fucked. No, I agree. Right, it's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens then. You know what? I think we will definitely cover this on Fight Night. I think we will genuinely. I think it, it's it's going to have to be a live stream event. I think it's going to be have to be a case where we watch the fight through a live stream, but we won't be able to actually show the fight, but we'll be able to sort of react, like to uh, it. commentate it, or yeah, we, you know, or you can have Frank in the background going, "Motherfucker, just hit his ass." Well, definitely. You know what? We we will definitely do that. You hear? You heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Reckless comedy will be commentating the fights. Yeah, we'll be we'll be sort of giving our live reactions. Let me reiterate that our live reactions to Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. February we're we're doing it. February. And we're going to give you a comedic point of view. Yeah, it's just going to be a case of, oh, Logan just got knocked out. Ha ha! Fuck you, bitch! <laughs> get your ass out of here! Yeah, get your honky ass and take it back home to your, you know, stupid ass place of living. <laughs> I no. couldn't even come up with something good. Sorry. My brain cells went right out the window. Yep, but I'm going to say this. I think we should. I think. <laughs> We'll sort of make our predictions on who we think will win. Obviously, we can probably up, we can update it as once we see training videos, hopefully. But for yeah. me, I think it's going to be Logan who's going to win this. I I, I think I, I think it's going to be Mayweather. I just I do. Oh, 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 oh. shit! I do. I I just you know. You never know. Who, who knows? You, fight, you don't know. The fight is in 72 days. So anything, to be honest, they haven't got long training. Yeah. Like, obviously, we'll probably talk about like when the press conferences happen because they'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, just trying to think. What is, Lloyd, what, what is uh, Logan's weight? Uh, I will find out. I will What's search. Logan Paul boxing weight. Let's find out. He weighs, as part of this, he weighs 199.4 pounds. Really? Yeah. And Floyd Mayweather. He weighs 150. I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, so it's, it's, if you think about it, weight-wise, I think, like, Logan might have more power. 
be honest. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, Mayweather's shorter. He could just kick him out the fucking knees. <laughs> yeah, but who knows? Who? Who knows? I mean. That's the thing. Who knows? Anything could happen, I think. Um, anything can happen. Talking about Paul Brother fights. Um, Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Let me see. Let uh, this. Let me see, Jay. Why can't I type today? Um, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> and it's not because I'm blonde, because I'm not blonde anymore. Okay, that that guy just looks stupid. Um, let me see. Um. Let's see, there was it was a knockout. Yep, it was a straight up knockout. Yeah. And um since since that fight, surprisingly, Jake Paul wants to fight uh Conor McGregor. Uh yeah, I heard that too, by the way. And apparently Conor McGregor keeps declining it. I thought Conor McGregor went to jail. I don't think he is. I think he's still working on his like boxing, like getting his level up. Yeah, because I something told me he went to something told me he went to jail not too long ago. No, I don't want Conor McDavid. I want Conor McGregor. But you gotta think though, it wasn't it was a couple of years ago when Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather went head to head. Yeah. And I think he I think uh Mayweather lost to McGregor, I think. No, he didn't. Did he? I, Fucking hell, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, apparently Jake Paul wants to fight Conor McGregor. If I'm totally honest, I don't think Jake Paul should be fighting Conor McGregor yet. Now, Conor McGregor's got some, he's got some terrible, like, anger issues, by the way. Yeah. He went to jail for something. He went to jail for something. Fuck, you know. But yeah, I don't I don't think Jake Paul should be fighting Conor McGregor yet. That's my opinion. I don't think And and if he does, I want I want to review that because you know that's just he's just gonna be like knocked out on his little sissy ass. Yeah, like that that's just my opinion. I don't think Jake should be fighting um I don't think he should be fighting Conor McGregor. I've heard, now this is coming from TalkSport.com, is that uh, apparently the next fight that Jake Paul could be doing is Jake Paul versus Joe Weller. Who okay. Is, who is a, another YouTuber who's only had one boxing fight and lost. Whereas Jake, whereas Jake now has done three fights and won all three. Well, see, but see, Floyd Mayweather has never lost. Exactly, and that's what he's had fifty fights. He's had twenty-seven knockouts. That's that's what's that's the thing. That's what's going to make Mayweather versus Logan Paul so interesting. Yeah. 
like it's it's gonna be huge it is it's gonna like even like undercard wide wise on the undercard i would love to see jake paul fight someone because i mean and, and, he, and and mayweather's second generation too exactly so who knows what could happen I'm all I'm all in for I, I'm all in for Mayweather. In that case, I'm going all in for Logan. Yeah, I'm all in for Mayweather. I want to see him kick his little puny ass, man. Wow! <laughs> like, guys, you'll find out on February twentieth. We we will do a live stream on it, and after this podcast, we will release a post about it. Yes. We will cover it. If you guys want that, even if you don't want it, we're fucking doing it anyway. <laughs> we're doing it anyway, so you just, you know, just go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's a nice thing to say to our viewers. <laughs> no. I, I'm not telling you to go fuck yourself. I'm just telling you to go fuck off if you don't like it. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, you know, but you know what? every one of you but you got to understand you got to have a little sports mixture here make it makes a person healthy okay um. violent violence makes the world go round <laughs> i've watched way too many mob movies puppy you're not going anywhere because you're going for a walk after this <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're going nowhere motherfucker <laughs> exactly you're over here snoring and then you're over here, like, seeing Kim's pictures, and you keep hearing his voice and licking the phone. Now you're trying to jump off the couch. He was uh, licking the phone. So just say that she's giving you a kiss from here. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just getting the next thing we need to talk about is um, we have some important shows coming up. Live Yes, shows. we do. Well, not, obviously, in-person shows, sadly. But it's it's still live. Uh, the first one, which Ashley it's live digitally, and we are in person. <laughs> there we go. Sort of in just two different countries. Anyway, uh, but the first one, which is going to be coming up, obviously apart from our normal um, house fire sort of open mic, which normally happens on Saturday nights, that is back again this week. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. But Sunday, oh. Sunday, 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 everybody. Sunday, instead of us talking about the Christmas show, we'll be doing the Thankmas show. Guys, this is for charity. So, yeah, we're nice people. We're actually nice people. When we, when we go tell you to fuck yourself, we're just kidding. We actually like you. We want you to keep listening and and come and you know contribute if, if it's a dollar if it's five dollars if it's a hundred dollars or you know x amount of pounds you know wherever you live we take all money it, it does not matter you know yes yeah, so, uh, but, but we don't take the fur lint from your pockets okay we're, we're not down with that we already got our own we do we accept another yours. form of payment well i do we do accept blowjobs well, you know, I mean, that's for you, man. I mean, but, like, <laughs> that's all on you, my friend. By the way, Kim Nash is not related to Harvey Weinstein. Thank you very much. Fuck you! <laughs> you fucker! <laughs> you 
okay, dude, you know what? This is the kind of shit that would get us shut down. So, like, the, you know, I just had to make that comment for a minute. Right, okay, now we're going to have a little rant here. Right, how the fuck, right, right, okay, right, you've started it now, you fucking started it. Tell me, <laughs> right, viewers, you won't see this, but you will probably see this as a separate video on our Facebook page soon. How the fuck am I related to this fat cunt? You're not related to him. What I was trying to say to you, I'm trying to be subtle about it. <laughs> when you say these things, no, no, no. When you say these things on air, you know, sometimes like streaming services shut you down. And when streaming services shut you down, then we no longer have fun. So that's why I'm saying something about it. Um, just on that note, we do not promote Harvey Weinstein. I think he should go die in hell. Absolutely not. The guy's, the guy's a douche. And you know what? Kim is not a douche. I just wanted to let you know that. He just, you know, he's, he, he needs to get laid. So chicks out there, you want to give him some? There you go. He's, he is ready to go. Two things <laughs> to say to that. Um, thank you and fuck you. Hey. You know, I am his, I am his American sister saying, you know what? I got me a hot little brother here that needs some girl action. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, well, Jesus. <laughs> dog, you better not be shitting in the kitchen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a dog shitting in the kitchen live on air. <laughs> a world <laughs> by the way this dog doesn't like formally know how to shit well she just like spins until the shit comes out oh my fucking god <laughs> <laughs> it's like the funniest thing ever like she's like she just is like her ass is like a top and she just like spins and she's like oh there we go and it's like well I hope she doesn't have diarrhea because it's like oh her my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's just like she looked at me she's looking at me, oh no you didn't do number two you did number one that is a that is a face of a number one. Okay. Wow, I just <laughs> I just don't know what to say to that. I just hey man, the, these are dog parent problems, man. It it really this one you always know when she does something bad because she hides. She's not hiding now. I think she's just trying to prevent me from taking her for the second walk. Because this 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 dog also likes bar hopping. Yeah, I I just don't know what to say about that. Uh, what else do I need to say? What else do I need to she say? She goes about? in there for her local French fry. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, for the uh, shitty fries that we have to pay a dollar for, so we can drink without buying food. Uh, but going back on to the uh, onto the Thankmas show sort of thing, 
yes. we've got a brilliant lineup for that, and I obviously Ashley will be on there. And for the first half hour of the show on Sunday, me and Ashley are going to be talking shit, and we will also be putting Ashley's top-rated skills to the test. Oh, goody. Yeah, you're saying Welcome to Top Rated. Talking about here, top here is a here is a candle holder that you'll never use, but you want to have it. You want to buy that family member that you have want to buy a Christmas for get for, but you don't really like. Um, talking about uh top rated, are you ready next time you're on top rated for me to spam the chat? Sure. <laughs> I mean it. I said it on your post, and I will say it again. I will make you crack. <laughs> I will. Well, I, I have will to fucking break you. Well, you better not be like the guy that said he had no arms, and that one of the things I was trying to sell is where he could store his weed. I'm trying to think of what I'm going to spam the chat with. Right. So if we had, uh, I don't have any arms or legs. Why don't I do? How do I exfoliate? Think about this for a minute. I had to tell him because you know what? There's a director behind me telling me an alternative by like putting it on a piece of wood and making him like scrub himself by like moving around like a freaking worm. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, you heard me. Think about it if you don't have any arms. Like, you basically have to go around like the dog does when he wants you to pet its head. <laughs> um, I was just going to... Oh, what, what am I going to spam the chat with? I'm thinking of spamming the chat with what's the best podcast in the world? What's the best podcast in the world? What's the best podcast in the world? I will make you promote the show. I will. I will make you crack. No, I, I will just say, my friend from Reckless Comedy, it's nice to see you all the way from the UK, says that he needs this, these uh, flowery um, oven mittens. He loves flowers. He thinks pink is so pretty. <laughs> imagine that. If you had the phone on you, you say that, and then I go, what did you just say? <laughs> that you look pretty in pink, Kim. <laughs> Thanks, sister. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can be camp. I can be camp and gay. <laughs> By the way, whatever happened to our gay guest? He never called back, did he? It's been a while since we've talked about him. Yeah, you know what? He, he popped into my head the other day. A gay man popped into your head. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm telling you, I was just wondering what happened to the dude. I hope he didn't get hurt in pandemic. <laughs> I, I've not heard anything, to be frank. I haven't heard a single thing out of it. You know, I just, you know, I don't understand. Don't judge me for being gay. And then he doesn't show up. I'm judging your ass for not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the gay. We're okay with gay. We ain't okay with you not showing up. Okay, right. I'm literally on Twitter right now. I'm looking at Twitter, and this is currently the top five things that are currently trending. Okay, at the moment. Okay. 
in the UK. So at number five is McGregor. Mm -hmm. At number four is hashtag Boris has failed the nation. Oh God. Number three is hashtag death row. Oh God. And then number two is hashtag red cup reason, which is an advert from Starbucks. Okay. And then number one is Morocco agrees to establish full diplomatic relations with Israel, Trump announces. Oh God. You know, I think he, you know, he's trying to, um, let's see. I'll tell you. Okay, in, in America today, it's Happy Hanukkah. By the way, to all of our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. Um, you got, we get stimulus checks or strike because we're some greedy mofos. Um, we, anything Donald Trump, because you know what? He has to find new ways to be stupid. Don't worry, he's on his way out anyway. He's on his way fucking out. Uh, the the show on Netflix, The Prom. Okay. The election updates in New York, basically 98% to like 2% voted for Trump, 98% voted for Biden. Wait, is this election thing still going on? Yeah, yeah, they're still counting. I mean, seriously, it, he he's literally having people recount shit. Like, and they're like having to do it. And then uh, Giuliani, who was the former mayor of New York, just got COVID yesterday. Firstly, on the on the on the terms of Trump, what a fucking prick! You lost. Take it. Well, you know. Visa and MasterCard have banned their credit cards from the adult site Pornhub after the New York Times, uh, the New York Times columnist said that there was child abuse. And child abuse and Pornhub has never been related. <laughs> never. Not in the UK. <laughs> Well, I mean, here, it, it's it's another story. You got the pedophiles. This is a thing. This is the whole, right, this is going into a way different conversation. You know, I mean, by the way, you know, these pedophile mofos, like, what makes you think that that is cool to get off on some kid? Like, it, that's just wrong. Yeah, but this is, right, I'm not, I'm not defending pedophiles here, but I'm going to be totally honest. Pornhub isn't that good anymore. Like, well, you know, Pornhub is, it is what it is, you know? Pornhub isn't even Pornhub anymore. They're restricting so much shit. Don't, don't question me on why. Don't question me. Don't question you on what you can do and not do with your Pornhub and what you can see. Like, to be honest, Pornhub ain't fun anymore. Like, like... <laughs> I now I now have to go I now have to go to different porn sites to have my daily wank. I now have to fucking what is going on here? I well, I mean, you know, I understand, you know, those the those pretty sites for you are you know, I know they're a little more exciting. <laughs> yeah, Pornhub isn't exciting anymore. <laughs> like it's just you know, it's not exciting. It's to be frank, 
Before, Pornhub used to be an interesting masturbation session, but now it's just a boring masturbation. It's just like, ugh, I can't be asked. Ugh, yeah. Well, maybe you need to go like Pornhub Live or something. How far do you want to take this conversation? I don't want to take this conversation that far. I'm just telling you. Um, just a quick thing. Uh, Pornhub, can you... Because you know that Pornhub has its own record company. I think you said this on... I swear you said this on like the Jesus Christ Superstar episode. Oh, yeah. Pornhub has its own record label. Talking about um, Pornhub and uh, Christ, um, I wonder how MaryMagdalene.com is coming along. Uh, you know what? You know, Mary. Mary's a little behind in the times. Just a fucking bit. A little bit. Right now, she's just trying to see, you know, she's trying to figure out how to use, you know, AOL from the 90s. <laughs> Let's be honest, like... This is the thing. I, I've been having this thing recently about, like, like on the Bible. If some of the people in the Bible were alive today, would they be as much of like, like sort of like celebrity sort of thing? Would they be as sort of high up now? So, for example, this is going to have a really interesting conversation, and it's going to segue really nicely towards the end. Is um, I'm going to name a character from the Bible. And we're gonna sort of decide: Would they be a good celebrity, or would they end up being controversial? So, let's start with. Who do I start with? Let's start with uh, Mary, Mary Magdalene. Ah, uh, you know what, Mary? You know. She would probably have her own reality show that says, I'm having, I'm having God's baby. Can I be honest? I think her TV show, if she had one, would more be a bit like Jerry Springer. Yeah, you know, it'd be like, you know, and she'd probably have some, like, curlers and, and, and like, white trash uh, beer cans and stuff. She got drunk, but she never got pregnant. She never had sex. She's been a, she has been a virgin. In my opinion, like Britney Spears was back when she was a kid. I think, in my opinion, Mary Magdalene would probably be riddled with STIs. Let's be honest here. Like, you know, no, you know what it would be is that I, I got what was it in vitro? She got in vitro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, that's Mary. Let's, right, I, let's go with, I'm not going to go for the obvious. Let's go for Pontius Pilate. Oh, he, he, he has a Kanye West complex. I think, I'm going to be honest, I think if Pontius Pilate was alive now, I think he'd be working in the Supreme Court. I can see that. You know, like he's gone from sending Jesus to die to telling Donald Trump that he's a fucking liar. Or he just sends everybody to die that comes to the Supreme Court. <laughs> if only. If fucking only. Uh, but yeah, I think that's 
quite an interesting one. Donald, Donald Trump is like a fungus that never goes away, okay? Like, yeah. That's the best way to describe my president. Thank you. Uh, okay, next. Let's go with... Let's go with Jesus. Jesus would be a kind of a cool dude that wore like white button down like Brooks Brothers shirts. Okay, I'm just going there. And he he would actually have a Ferrari. And he would just go around getting out of his Ferrari with his kick ass glasses, which you know, he'd have some kick ass sunglasses. Take his sunglasses off with the long hair. He, he kind of looked like what's his face, Tim mentioned. You know, he'd, he'd vibe like that, you know, and he would just walk in like, I'm a regular man. Bam, I can perform miracles. Wow. <laughs> now that you mentioned let's talk about <laughs> the most, in my opinion, the most underrated person in the, in, in the Bible or the person that I think really gets a bad rep now and he's not that much of a bad guy. It's, of course, fucking Judas Iscariot. Uh, uh, Judas would be the guy that got bitch slapped in jail. No, I'm going to be honest. If Judas was alive now, I think he would be a good representative for mental health like awareness. I guess. That or he or he'd get his ass kicked and go to jail. Or he would be somebody's bitch in jail. To be honest. Oh, you snitched on G kicking your ass. Let's be honest. Jesus would be the guy with the Ferrari and the Brooks Brothers shirts. Yeah. I'm just, you know. Yeah, that's true. And see, you know, he would be like, he'd be like racially correct. Jesus would be, and he could snap his fingers and be somebody different. Judas being racially correct. I wasn't saying Judas, I was saying Jesus. Oh, I was gonna say, Judas being racially correct? Hmm. I'm saying, I wasn't saying I Judas, I was saying, saying Jesus. I heard you the fucking <laughs> first time. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure you didn't get all the earwax out of your ears, you know what I'm saying? Oh, thanks very fucking much. <laughs> Anytime, Q-tips are your friend. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm extra. I'm extra saucy today. I'm not even gonna comment. <laughs> Dog, you better not hide because you're going for a walk. <laughs> Dogs are gonna be like, die, bitch. <laughs> die, bitch. Remember, I feed you kibbles. Don't forget who, don't bite the hand that pays for the kibbles. Wow. I swear that's a, a deleted <laughs> line in the Bible. <laughs> what? Don't bite the hand that pays for the kibbles? Probably. Another deleted line I thought of, literally on my head, would be, right, so Jesus is talking to Mary, yeah? He goes, right, Mary goes, what can I do to get into heaven? Jesus says, Suck my dick, otherwise you go to hell. Or, or she would be uh, one of the, the group with Megan the Stallion and Cardi B going, there's holes in the house, there's holes in the house. Let's be honest, 
<laughs> Mary, Mary nowadays would probably be the the best way to describe her would probably be the rock and roll groupie. She probably would be because you know what? There's too many more hoes now, and they're kind of proud of it. <laughs> I'm going to say this now, and there's a lot of women who will be listening, and they're going to fucking hate me for this. Mary Magdalene's fucking vagina must be wider than fucking, than a bridge. I don't think Cardi, Than Cardi B's. <laughs> yeah, look, Mary Magdalene is the original Cardi B. Exactly. But, you know, I think Mary Magdalene is a little smarter than Cardi B. But, I mean, Cardi B wasn't too stupid, because she took all of her stripper money and she paid for her career. Like, well, Mary, she just sucked off the, the son of God for free. Yeah, you know, she's like, I want some, well, you know what? She just turned legit. That's all she did. Literally, all she, she was only there to piss off Judas. Let's be honest. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. Judas was a douche. Like, he wasn't a, a douche. <laughs> I feel he's a douche. He wasn't. He's misconstrued. He's a misconstrued douche, then. He's misconstrued. He wasn't the <laughs> bad man. <laughs> I will have this argument until I die. Judas was not the bad guy. Yes? Okay. Right. Look, I'm atheist, okay? This is how serious this conversation is going. Now. Yeah, you know what? That is a little serious, considering that you, you're not all about the vibes there. Look, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm atheist, okay? I, I'm the sort of atheist that believes things happen with evidence, okay? Judas, no, I understand. So you're more close to the Scientologist without all the craziness. I, okay, this is what I always say to my religious friends, yeah? Okay, so mm -hmm. there's, there's religious people listening, so they're going to fucking hate this, but I'm sorry. But, um, okay, so Jesus said, you know, he, he will return. You know, mm -hmm. you're time. It's been 2,000 fucking years. Where the fuck are you? You know what? Right now, there's some people that believe that we're living in revelations. Okay, right, right. Okay, then, right. This. <laughs> oh, God. What have we fucking. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you now, and I don't care how many people this offends. If Jesus hasn't come back within the last 2,000 years, I think he's fucking forgotten. No, I don't think he's forgotten. I just think that sometimes he's like, ah, no, you know what, I'm going to make this stuff for a little longer. No, I'm, I'm telling you now. I've said this to so many religious people, and they still think I'm bullshitting. If Jesus oh, yeah. hasn't come back within the last 2,000 years, I really think he's going to come back during a pandemic. A pandemic at the best of times, he's gonna fucking come back. You know, um, you know what? Right now, he could be like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know what God's plan is. I just kind of roll with it. You know. Whatever God's plan is, well, there's rumors saying that COVID was God's plan. And it's like, really? You planned to kill? Well, I know. I, I, I think that's Mother Nature because we've been polluting her way too long. She's like, fuck you. She's like, bitch, you use too much hairspray. Die. Die. Die, <laughs> die bitch. Oh, you're, 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 those chemical plants, you gotta die, bitch. They gotta fucking die. 
You know, it, 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 this is kind of a sore subject because it's just like my aunt recently got COVID and my cousin recently got COVID. People are just getting COVID and they're actually precautious folks. So. Um, okay, so as we segue into the last thing we need to talk about is um, today at the time of recording, 9th of December, it's actually quite a special day in the musical theatre world. Well, yesterday was. Yesterday, sorry. Yesterday mm -hmm. was actually a really special day in the musical uh, musical theatre world. Okay. Because it was officially, yesterday, the 10th anniversary of when Matilda, the musical, first debuted. Okay. 10 years of that little <laughs> thing. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Matilda? Did you ever see the movie Matilda? Yeah, I watched it recently. I yeah. watched it. I, did. I, I haven't seen it in a while. So, to be by honest, the way, we're doing podcasts as we're walking dogs, so. Yay, we can multitask. Yes, don't tell anybody. Especially the chickens. Wow. Right, we're not going to start that. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> Today he got a steel rod into his head, so now I just told him to stay away from lightning storms. Let's just be honest here. Like, ten years of Matilda. Where the fuck is this one gone? Like, you know, ten years of Matilda, and I've still not seen it yet. The, the, the musical? You haven't seen it? I've seen that. I haven't seen the musical yet. I, I'm hoping, I was really hoping that Matilda the musical reopens, but at the moment it's still not reopened yet. It's one of those musicals yeah. in the West End that's not no, opened yet. Yourself, the next, the next musical that you see open, you should go to see Matilda. Yeah, that's the next one I'm hoping to go to. Um, I'm just looking online and now, and it looks like it may not be reopening until April next year. Well, I mean, that's where we're at June of next year. So, like, my question is, like, so the Tony Awards won't happen? I don't think it will. No. And I think over Unless here, I, like, over here, I don't think the Olivier Awards will, will happen this year. The, well, next year, the Olivier Awards. Unless they go by the first three months, no, dog, you're not going home. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it, it's saying here with Matilda, apparently it's going to be running in London at the moment until January 2022. So there's only nearly a year left to see it. Yeah. So you need to see it before it's 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 gone. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know how long it's been on Broadway for. I'm going to check how long it's been on Broadway for. Yes, I think it's still there. I remember it used to be by my house when I lived in Manhattan the whole time. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Quit whining. You have to go peepees and poopies. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a conversation we have with this dog every day. You know, it gets, it gets real when you think a person for letting your dog sniff their dog's butt. 
let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. So London. It announced on it launched in Broadway seven years ago. Yeah. So but it's been running in uh, West End now for next year. Well, next December will be eleven years. Oh, okay. So you guys have had it longer. Yeah, by only by a couple of years. Yeah. Um, no, I remember when it came to New York, though. Actually, it's no longer on Broadway now anymore. It closed. It closed in January 2017 after 1,555 performances. Okay. So you guys had it for what five years? Yeah. Well, there's but so many shows that come into New York, and because theater theater's bigger there than it is here now. You know now because it's like. The actors go where the money is, you know? You're not going down the ghetto street, sorry. Yeah, like Matilda obviously is one of the, for me, it's a bucket list show because I've yeah. heard so many like musical, or, or as I call them, um, musical theatre musos, as I call them. Loads of people have been sort of saying to me that, um, that Matilda is fucking brilliant. Like, people have said that you need to go see it. And it's like, I, I think once it reopens, I think it will be one of the first sort of big, like literally as soon as I get like paid one day, I'll just literally book a ticket that day. The thing is, in the West End, to see Matilda, cheapest ticket is like 40 quid or 40 bucks and most expensive is like 120. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think you'll agree with me with like Broadway as well. It's bloody expensive. It is expensive. Well, you know what? I I have a discount because I'm a member of the Grammys, so I can get it like half off. Uh, trying to think, what what's another show I want to see? Another show which I want to see, which I hope it returns to uh, West End eventually, hopefully, yeah. will be is um, Groundhog Day. Oh, I bet that'd be good. I love that. I love that movie. I do believe it didn't. It didn't run for too long mm -hmm. in Broadway. I'm reading up. It launched in 2017, and then it shut down in in September of that year. So it well, see, a lot of a lot of shows take short runs here again because, like, you may get a Hollywood actor that'll come in um, and do it between movies. Yeah, because reading up on here, it uh, it says the Broadway production was closed on 17th of September 2017 after 176 performances and 32 previews. An 18-month national tour in 2018 had been planned. In January 2018, Tim Minchin posted to his Twitter account saying, sadly, there will be no US tour. Yeah. Which, shame. You know, but hopefully, uh, like Groundhog Day was last seen in um, it was last seen in I think it might be still running in the West End. I'm not sure. I think it, looking at it, it ran I think just during 2016. So yeah, like, it only ran for like one year. Like not even that, maybe a few months. So. Oh no, you can't be so aggressive. Sorry, um, 
I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm walking the dog at the same time, and she basically tried to pounce this dog. Wow. Oh my God. What happens is that she in, introduces herself, and it's not like, hi, I'm a classy dog. It's more like, I'm Una, and I'm, I'm going to sniff your ass. Mm. So, this poor little, so this poor little poodle got upset. Wow. Okay. Right. I've just had this brilliant idea for a question, and I think I will ask the viewers this as well is if you could choose one film to turn into a musical, like you had the chance to work with, like, if you could choose one com famous composer and one film to turn into a musical, what would it be? Uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. Good girl. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll have... I'll, in the next episode, next time we do an episode, I'll, I will bring you up on that. I'll, I'll find out what, like, for me, personally, I'm trying to think, <laughs> if I could choose one composer to write mm -hmm. music for it, I think it, I'd love to have, like, maybe Stephen Sondheim involved. I'd like to have an old school one like Burt Backrack, to be honest with you. I don't know why. Burt Backrack is the one that keeps coming in my head. Thing is, I think, to be honest, for me, mm -hmm. I think they don't, I think they need to stop like making musical adaptations of films. I would love to see like a brand new, like just. Like, a new, yeah, yeah. somebody fresh, yeah. Yeah, something that someone's just written straight away, like completely straight off the script. But, you know, like, you know, Rent and stuff that were created like that, they were created by people that were out of their minds. Or, or maybe 2020, the musical. It would be a bit like Sweeney Todd. Oh, oh pandemic, yeah. Pandemic, the musical. Luna, you cannot bother that dog. It's, using, it's doing its business. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm having so much fun just listening to you trying to keep your dog under control. <laughs> no, you can't. Sorry, ma'am. Wow. You cannot sniff the, the dog. Okay. Now the, now the bulldog will talk. Hold on. Una, that dog is not interested in what you're selling. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> oh Jesus. But on that hey, note. She, she's a happy dog. This is the second ass she snipped on this uh, walk. Okay. Um, but you know what? On that note, I think we'll start wrapping up the episode because we are now coming up to All the right. we're coming up to the two hour mark nearly. And yes. I've got to get this edited, put out together. But um, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Reckless Comedy. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us chat shit. Always. Um, obviously, Sunday, make sure you join me and Ashley live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube as we will be uh, perform. well, not sort of performing, but we will be presenting to you uh, a charity stream for Thankmas, which is actually raising money for Red Nose Day USA. Uh, we're gonna, we're hoping our goal is to raise one hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. 
Um, and just to let, obviously, just to talk about frankness, finish off, is that we have an incredible uh, bit of stand-up uh, lineup coming up, just to give you uh, the names of who is performing. So I'm just getting that up. So performing, uh, I might do a little bit of a set. You will then have the following comics. Michael Monkhouse, Bruno Interlandi, and your best friend, Ashley, Maggie Levine. She'll be performing. Okie dokie. And uh, I will yeah. I will interview them afterwards because I have no comedy set at all. Yeah, you're just doing all these sort of, so how did you start? How did, how did you get into comedy and what? how does that make you feel? I'm kind of like the in-house therapist that asks somebody about themselves. Luna, do not get ran over by a car. Uh, <laughs> um, who else is performing? We've got uh, Christine Knowlton, who's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Kurt Seablom. We also have Ryan Stannard, as always. And of course, we have the brilliant uh, Jimmy Longmere, who will be also one of our co-hosts on the Christmas show. Yes. Um, Jimmy. Oh, there's another after you know, Jimmy is absolutely brilliant. He's probably listening to this. He always listens, I think. I yeah. Know. But, guys, make sure you tune in for Frankmas on um, Sunday. Also, keep an eye out for Ashley on Top Rated, and also keep an eye out for me uh, and, trying and to make her also, break. Also, we, we just re we're releasing the latest episode of, of um, Cafe Con Leche today, and about me going back home to Oklahoma. Ooh. So check it out. That's, that's going to be... Yeah. Nice. yeah. It's been a while since you've done that. Yeah, well, yeah, we just... Uh, the last one we released was you, so we just actually have three coming up, and then in the new season, Reckless Comedy is actually featuring a spotlight on comedians on our show. Exactly. And also, talking about uh, second season... I'm proud to announce that Reckless Comedy has been commissioned for a second season. Yay! Uh, you like us. You really like us. Yeah. Season two of uh, Reckless Comedy podcast will be starting in middle of January. So our last episode will be uh, just before Christmas Eve. So there's maybe, maybe three, maybe four episodes left of season one. And then, yes. and then middle of January... Uh, we will then start season two, and I think Ashley will agree we're going to be going bigger, better. We're obviously going to be working with uh, Cafe Con Leche, Con Le uh, fuck off, yeah. Cafe Con Leche, a lot closer. And I obviously I look forward to working with not just you, but I look forward to working with Frank and hopefully Willie Bethlehem as well going forward. Yes, and every time, every once in a while, Willie, when we can get him out of bed. Yeah, like, who doesn't get Willie out of bed? <laughs> uh, Willie's girlfriends, they get him out of bed. <laughs> I don't know what to say that. Um, okay, this guy, we don't know if he's going to run over us or if he's just turning. Oh, he's just turning. Okay. But, um, yeah, like I said, I look forward to working with uh, Capric on Leche in the future. So, we got so um, let, I will talk to Frank. That's, that's who I'm going to now is Frank. I'm trying to get her there. And she's 
He is whining all the way. Wow. Okay. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to say that um, this has been episode 30 of the Reckless Comedy Podcast. I just want to say a huge thank you to every single person who has supported the show Listen. over the last eight months. Uh, just to throw a few names out there, shout out to Dan Stevens, also known as Crackhead Jesus. Um, Crackhead Jesus, I miss that guy. You know what? <laughs> I, I am in the process of talking to him to see if we can put something together, like whether he comes on the show again and all of us just talk to him. Like, I absolutely love talking to him. I, I, I just find him just a hilarious guy, and he's one of my favorite acts to perform alongside. Yeah, he seems, he seems like a really cool dude. To be honest, this is how I describe it, okay? So he's the comedy crackhead Jesus. I'm the comedy Judas. Awkward silence helps. No, no, I, I'm just saying. And what would, what would I be? Mary Magdalene's, like, twin sister? I don't know. No, you would be the comedy Virgin Mary. Well, there's nothing virgin about me, sorry. <laughs> right, actually, this is a funny story to end on. Right, so I'm in this uh, virtual like, church group. Yes, I know, an atheist, uh -huh. an atheist in a church group. How the fuck did that happen? Oh um, my God. But they, they're, they're doing like a virtual Christmas story, so nativity. And you know, I was I was doing I was having a joke, and they were doing the casting for it. There's only like six of us in this. Hello. Hey, is it working? Yeah. Oh yeah, there. So, like, they're doing the casting for it, and they're like, mm -hmm. okay, "Who wants to play the Virgin Mary?" I decide, as a joke, let me make this clear. As a joke, I decided to put my hand up. I'm putting my hand down, and they, and no joke, the guy who's doing the show went, right, Kim, you can play Virgin Mary. No. I've been casted as Virgin Mary. That, you know what, I like it. <laughs> I've said this, we're, we're going to be changing history. No man has ever played Virgin Mary. No, you can't have a Christmas tree. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's real like that. Yeah, it's just fucking. But yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, let's let's. Dude, just you, you're not seeing what I'm seeing right now. A guy in an orange suit, like taking selfies with Christmas trees. Okay. <laughs> That's New York for you, man. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as we come up to the two-hour mark, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 30 of the Reckless Comedy Podcast. Please make sure you share it around. Uh, we want to give a big thank you to whoever rated us five stars on iTunes. We love you. We do. Five stars. I thought we were worth two and a half, but five, that's a fucking compliment. Yeah, it really is. That means we're, we're actually pretty damn funny. Well, Oh, shut are. up. Shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm here with the dog going across the walkway doing my own. My God.
Let's close the outro of this. <laughs> yeah, just get, just get it over with. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 30 of the Reckless Comedy Podcast. Make sure you tune in for episode 31 coming out in the, hopefully in a few days. Who knows? Um, I've been Kim Nash. I have been your main host. I've also been joined by the brilliant... Hey, Ashley. And also... Say ha-ha. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Not just that, we've also been joined by the very silent and sleepy Una the dog. <laughs> yes, who now thinks she's a badass and can fight Australian Alaskan huskies, so. Fuck you, bitch! She's like, I'm Australian, asshole. Bam! <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Reckless Comedy. Make sure you tune in on Sunday for Thankmas. Um, and, obviously, yeah. Thank you very much, everyone. This has been Reckless Comedy. We will see you next time. Be good people. Wear your masks. If you don't wear your mask, me and Ashley... We're going to kick your ass. We're going to kick your fucking ass, bitch. Um, Exactly. But yeah, guys, peace out. Be good people. We will see you in the next one. Unreflected in your eyes Is all my love and all my lies Is all my promise and my pride Is all my fear and all my fight Is all my dread and my denial So though we cannot be together I know that I will carry you wherever I go. I will carry you. Lord knows I will carry you. I will carry I will carry you.